unmovable. Break every chain. We believe for it. What do you believe for this morning? How many of you believe that nothing is impossible for our God? Come on, how many of you believe that you believe, that you know that you know that He will make a way where there is no way? And He'll open up doors where there seems no doors. It is the... Come on, you said it. I believe it. You said it. Father in your name that you will give unto us. Therefore we know, Lord, we are not leaving this place as we came. There's a change coming to your family. 
there's a breakthrough coming to your prayer there's an answer because I believe that he's the God of the suddenlies he's the God of breakthrough he's the all-sufficient one come on when you have him you have no need you have no lack how many of you believe in this house that I'm not living like I've done I'm not living this place without my miracle without my suddenly this is a morning of breakthrough this is breakthrough Sunday and Lord we have come to receive our breakthrough from heaven and I declare Lord every chain that keeps people contained I come against it in the name of Jesus I break it right now and I say let my people go in the name of Jesus I thank you Holy Ghost that you'll release your power in this house shake things up in this place in the name of Jesus I've decided this morning that I am going home with my breakthrough I've decided I'm leaving this place with my victory because I serve a God that cannot fail he's too big to fail we worship you every eye is on you this morning Lord you are our hope our glory and the lifter of our head we worship you it is done say with me right now out loud it is done say it again come on one more time come on again do you believe it's done I want you to turn to somebody quickly and tell them it is done come on it is done come on I said it is done turn to somebody else and say the wait is over come on tell them the wait is over it is done the wait is over well hallelujah come on if you believe it I want you to glorify him give him a shout of praise put your hands together Somebody, the wait is over. Come on, say this, the wait is over. Thank you guys so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Faith City. School holidays. Thank God he never goes on holiday. How many of you is, is happy that Jesus never goes on holiday? But that he's always working and interceding. Come on, for the saints of God. Now, I'm not going to maybe speak to all of the people today but I'm going to speak to some of you 
that we have announced this Breakthrough Sunday. And I believe a lot of you is going home with a breakthrough. All right, maybe, maybe we have to get this side of the church on board. I said a lot of you is going home with a breakthrough. I want you to believe that we serve a God of breakthrough. We serve a God of suddenlies. The God of the miraculous. If you don't believe in miracles, you're in the right church. Because we serve a miracle-working God. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead is proof enough that He's a miracle-working God. I said Jesus is a miracle worker. He's a way maker. And He's a sudden God. The God of the suddenlies. I want you to lift your hands and say, we serve the God of the suddenlies. Come on, a miracle worker, a way maker. This is who we serve. The God of breakthrough. Us say the God of? The God of? Breakthrough. 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 Come on, I see breakthrough. 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 You don't want your breakthrough? I'll take your breakthrough. But he's a God of breakthrough. We don't serve a dead God. I'm here to tell the devil it's time to pack your bags and go. Satan has held your breakthrough fast for so long, but no longer in the name of Jesus. Come on, we are serving an eviction notice on the devil. Tell the devil, pack your bags and get. Come on, somebody shout, devil, pack your bags and get. I believe by the authority of the Holy Ghost that the wait is over. You see, let me just help you out quickly. This is, if you read the book of Hebrews chapter 4, you'll understand why a lot of people receive miracles and breakthroughs and others don't. It's in the Bible. You wonder, you ask yourself often, why does Pete and Joe and the rest get the miracles but I don't? The book of Hebrews chapter 4 says, because they've received the same word as you, but they've mixed the word with faith. You can't save your face and seek his face. What do I mean? What do you mean by that, Basil? You can't worry about what people think about you and in the same time want to seek Him. You'll have to lose one. And I don't care what people say about me. I seek Him because He's kind and He's merciful and He's compassionate. So let me tell somebody that's believers in this house. I declare and I decree that the wait is over. There's a miracle with your name on it. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Expect the unexpected. Ooh, I feel that strong. Expect the unexpected. Expect the suddenness of God to just rush over you and touch your life like never before. Now, I'm going to speak on something today that I believe is going to bring breakthrough in this house. And, you know, I want to call this to reveal, to reveal before you prevail. Before you can prevail, you need to know what it means to prevail. And I'm telling this, I, I, I believe there's a, I see a lot of Christians don't know how to pray. That's, I think, the biggest enemy to you, that you don't know how to pray. Because most Christians babble. They go to the Lord feeling shameful, not good enough, 
When you go to God not good enough, you will not get your good enough breakthrough. You have to understand when I go to the Lord, I'm, I'm talking to the righteous. The Bible says the sinners, God does not listen to the sinner. Did you know that? Don't be angry at me, it's in the Bible. He says God does not hear the sinner. He says, but while we as the righteous still speak, He answers. While we still call on Him, He hears us. So when I, as a righteous of God, I don't go shamefully to the throne of grace. I go boldly to the throne of grace because I'm not good enough, but the blood made me good enough. Is somebody listening to me right now? And so while I come to the throne of grace, I have an advocate that pleads my case before the Father, which means that He makes me good enough. Then I have the Holy Spirit that prays through me because I don't know how to pray. Somebody shout yes if you understand me. But I want to teach you on how to obtain this victory because there's different dimensions of prayer. There's a thing that people call stilted date. I had a hard time with stilted date because it always gets out loud and fiery. You know, people say that, you know, I've got my stilted date between 8 and 9 a.m. in the morning and wonderful. Wonderful. I've tried that. Every time I say, Lord, I'm going to stilted date. And suddenly I get myself on my feet and say, Your word says! Oh, there goes the stiltitate. Now it's loud time. <laughs> Shouting time. And so, so you get different dimensions. You get people that will, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. I do this a lot. You, you sit in your car and you speak to the Lord. Right? How many of you understand that? Paul says that you have to pray in the Spirit in all occasions. That's how you stir up your most holy faith. So you, wherever you are, you start to pray in the Spirit. Nothing wrong with that. That's wonderful. And then there's people that will, that will pray. They will take an hour, whatever, and they will just spend time with God. But then there's a deeper dimension called travailing in the spirit. Jesus spoke on this. Paul spoke on this. And so, let me say something to you. I was in a, in a shop yesterday. Walked into the shop, and there was people all over. So I'm standing at the counter, and I'm waiting. A guy walks in. When this guy walks in, I start to weep. Now I'm standing next to the counter like this, closing my eyes, wiping the tears. I could not understand. I was fine when I walked in. But this, when this one guy walked in, it's like my spirit man travailed. I started weeping. And I've realized that, you know, there wasn't even time to speak to him because everything happened so quick. He was gone, I was gone. And when I got into the car, I heard the spirit of the Lord say to me, it was not your feelings. It was my feelings for that man through you. I showed you how I travail for man's soul, for man's breakthrough. You better hear me. We have the Holy Spirit that travails through us. Why do you think the scripture says that we don't know how to pray? Therefore, the Holy Spirit will intercede through us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So you don't know what to say. And uh, travailing is a deeper dimension of prayer. And a lot of people is too afraid to go there because it takes some work. But I promise you, when you know how to travail, you will prevail. Because out of the travailing, now what does it mean travailing? Jesus spoke on travailing, and he says this. He says, it's like a woman before she gives birth. Now, all the ladies, if you have, if you have given birth, wave at me. Okay. If you have not used epidural, wave at me. Okay. So you felt the pain. That's travailing. Now, if I say that's travailing, I don't say, men, you can't travail because you can't have a baby. Jesus said, travailing means like the pains that you have before you give birth. Now, what you don't realize is, I'm telling you this, travailing in the spirit is what you do before you give birth to the miracle, before you give birth to the breakthrough. Uh, okay, I, I thought I'm going to get somebody's attention. 
Because travailing is pain. It's, 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 a, it's deeper than just the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. Most of that time, the travailing goes apart with tears and agony and pain in the spirit. It's like your spirit man cries. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's not you crying. You can't even contain it. You can't even stop your tears. It's the inner word man that groans. With groanings that cannot be uttered. But it's a travailing. You travail and you travail. But you, what a lot of people think is this pain is unto death. This pain is not unto death. This pain is unto the glory of God. And after you've travailed, you will prevail. After you've went through this. Because people don't realize this. Your miracle is already yes and amen. Okay. The promise is yes and amen. So now it's in the realm of the spirit. This is why Daniel took 21 days to break through. He travailed. The angel came and says, you, we've heard you pray from the first day, but there was a fight in the heavenlies. How many of you remember that? There's a war going on. I'm telling you right now, there's a war going on over your family, over your breakthrough, over your miracle. But when you know what it means to travail, get into that position where the Spirit of God will move through you and pray through you, you will give pain or you will give birth to what pains you. How many of you need a financial breakthrough? Lift both hands. If you travail this morning, I'm telling you by the authority of God, before you leave this building, there will be a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this question. How many of you have got loved ones that need to be saved? Lift both hands. If you travail, if you travail, the Spirit of God will fight for that soul right through you. I had a cousin that died very young. When they told me, I was in the United States when he died. When they called me, they said, you know, he's on his last. I started praying. I went outside of the hotel. It was late at night. I prayed. I felt my spirit travailing. And I, I thought in my, in my heart, I thought God is going to give, you know, give him a chance to come back to life. But suddenly, after about two hours of praying, I felt a release. A release in the spirit. And I knew that God's got him. Because when Moses died, Satan contended for that body. Come on. There was a fight. Sometimes you have to fight and you have to realize the breakthrough and the miracle. The answer is yes and amen. But I can't just sit and watch. Sit and wait un uh, you know, until Jesus returns for my breakthrough. I have to get on my knees and on my hands. And I have to travail. I have to do whatever I need to do. How many of you need a miracle in any area of your life? Lift both of your hands. Well, this is the right message for the church this hour. Because I believe the more that the church travails. Let me just quote this. I'll read this to you later. But the Bible says God spoke to Joshua. And he said to the people, tell the people to consecrate themselves, separate themselves. For tomorrow, I'm going to do wonders. Okay, so let this preacher tell you, separate yourself today. For tomorrow, God is going to do a wonder. What happened for them? They walked through, through the Jordan. The Jordan split open for them. So how did they separate themselves? They, they came out from among them. They separated themselves to the Lord. It's time we separate ourselves to the Lord. Stop watch, worrying about what your neighbor thinks. Or what the preacher will think when you start to pray from the innermost man. Listen to me. You've tried everything else. It did not work. But there's a fight concerning your loved ones, concerning your finances, concerning your physical body. Somebody listening to me right now. 
Let's, let's go to this first book of John. John chapter 16. I'm going to start with that. And then I'm going to show you the one that I wanted to show you. But I believe that when we travail, God's going to do unusual miracles. Say unusual. This is what Jesus says. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish or the travailing for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Do you understand this? That word anguish speaks about travailing. So Jesus said this. He says that there's labor pains. Before a woman gives birth, this means that you have to understand, look at your life right now. How many of you are under attack? Be honest. Do you know why? Because the attack matches the breakthrough. If the devil brings no attack, he's a stupid fellow because then you know. Listen, I, I'm always telling people this. If you look at the attack, you have to understand there's a reason there's an attack. The answer is yes. So Satan attacks me. So what does he do? He prolongs the breakthrough. But did you know that there's power in prayer? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. How many of, how many of Faith City folks believe that there's still power in the blood of Jesus? How many of you believe that there's power in the name of Christ? I believe it. I said, I believe it. So Jesus discusses, he says, this is what travailing means. It's anguish. It's pains, like birth pains. But the minute that woman gives birth to that human, joy comes. Come on, ladies. You screamed when that child came out. And when that baby was in your hands, oh, no, 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 no. Alexis said, Paul. Amen. Amen. You forget about all the pain. You forget about all the hell that you've been through. Because after you've travailed, you will prevail. Shout yes, somebody. So Paul says the following, he says that every, a, you know, did you know that there's, 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 according to the Bible in the book of Ephesians, there's a spiritual war in the heavenlies. We understand that, right? But I don't know if I gave you the scriptures in the back. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. I want to read you this quickly. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If you read that again, you will find out that spiritual warfare is between your ears. Oh, it's quiet now. The fight that you fight is between this ear and this one. This is why Paul says... Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing, come on, every thought into captivity. In other words, the biggest fight that you fight is between your ears. I've got good news and I've got bad news for you. If you get your mind in order, your body will follow. The minute you can get your mind ready and understand that I have to. This is why when the, when the devil tempted Christ Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus answered him with the word. Every time you answer the devil with the word, you bring every thought into captivity. Why? Because now your mind is full of the word of God. What you meditate on, you become. 
I spoke this week about fear. How fear has crippled God's people. You worry about what will happen. And what you worry about will never happen. You save up all the money in your account for a bad day. I'm telling you the bad days that's coming. Your money in the account will not help you. The only thing that is lasting is your relationship with the Lord. The fight is not against, your fight is not against the devil. It's, it's here. It's between the ears. And you have to get your every thought into captive. You have to take thoughts captive this morning. And say, before I'm going to think on this problem, I am going to go to the Lord of this issue. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. That's how I'm going to get my miracle. So we are in a travailing hour. I see this all over the world. It's a travailing hour. It's people that's, you know, there's, a, there's not just praying no more. It's a little bit deeper. Now, I, I can tell you this, that I have experienced this, that you quickly speak to the Lord, you spend some time with the Lord, but it's a deeper dimension that you can't say it in words, you can't express it in words. It's your soul man cries. And what people don't realize is, Paul says the following, he, he, he spoke to the church and he says, you know, I've, I've travailed again for you. So the Spirit of the Lord is the one that travails with us. Cries for you, prays for you, prays the, the perfect will of the Father right through your life. How many of you understand that? So I want you to say this again. God is a God of suddenness. Come on, say that again. Come on, if you believe that, say it one more time. So we have to go back to the cleft of the rock where we pray without ceasing, where we seek until we find, where we knock until it's opened. These, these you know, WhatsApp prayers that we send to the Lord will no longer work. I'm telling people that will hear me this hour, and this is why I said it's not going to be for everybody, but for those who will hear the word of God, if you do what I'm telling you this morning, not that you asked this morning, I'm telling you in 24 hours, by tomorrow, I said by tomorrow, God will do wonders for you. Because I'm telling you, the answer is yes and amen. But the devil has kept it away from you because you don't want to fight this fight. You're waiting just to sit. God does not give his anointing to the, to the ones that's, you know, doing not much. You're just sitting. The lazy people. Let's call them the lazy people. God's blessings does not come to the lazy. It comes to, he says that he blesses those who diligently seek him. So the blessing comes when you know what it means to travail. Let's go to the book of Genesis. This is where I want to get to. Please write this down somewhere. Opposition precedes breakthrough. Opposition precedes breakthrough. If you don't know what this means, very simple. Before there's breakthrough, there's opposition. When, when there's opposition, there's breakthrough. All right, so it says this. And he, he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the fort of Jabbok. Even fort was in the Bible. You see it, fort. He crossed the fort. <laughs> so, he took them, sent them over the brook, and, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. A man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled or travailed with God and with men and have prevailed. Amen. Ooh. 
Then Jacob asked him, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Now I love this. Jacob is running away from his brother Esau. Listen, let me read that. It's important. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. He limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. So Joshua ran, uh, um, Joshua, Jacob ran away from his brother Esau. Esau wanted to kill him. Jacob's name means deceiver. Did you know that? According to the Bible, Jacob means deceiver. And so he was labeled as a deceiver. He ran away from his life. God said to him to show himself to his brother. But then he said, Lord, you promised me something. I like what he said to the Lord. You promised me that you will bless me. You promised me that you will bless my children. Now hear me. Jacob thought his brother is going to kill him. God says, show yourself to your brother. He goes to God. He says, but you cannot lie. If I go to my brother, he's going to kill me. But that's not what you told me. You told me you're going to bless me. You're going to bless my children's children. You told me, I'm not dying young, Lord. There's a promise for me and for my family. Now you want me to get killed? That's not what you said. And the Bible says now he sent his wife away. His, his two wives. He sent his children away. They crossed over. And then he wrestled with a man. Read the Bible. He wrestled with God. Now, in other words, he travailed with God. He was in agony. Because he said, I need a miracle in my life. I need a sudden breakthrough. Lord, I need to do breakthrough for me and my household. Lord, I don't want to see my children go to hell. I need some family members to get saved. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Oh, Lord, I need you to intervene because you are the God of breakthrough. But I'm a man, Lord. I will travail with you. And I will not let you go. Not until you have blessed me. Too many people give up when the struggle gets hard. It's time to fight your way through until God says, I'm going to dislocate your hip. You see, people don't want it to travail. People say, pray for me. And then you pray, well, it doesn't work. It does not work because you don't want to have an encounter with a living God. Your soul must come to a place where it's crushed. Where you say, Lord, there's nothing left of me. Because I'm telling the church, Write down the date and the second I'm telling you this. Self-reliance. God is dealing with self-reliance. If you think that you can rely on yourself, on your business, on your money, on your, you will no longer be able to. God is bringing us into a place in an hour where we will have to rely on Him. Imagine this man says, I'm sick and tired of being labeled. I'm sick and tired of having bare minimum. Just making it. Every time there's a breakthrough, something else breaks. Come on, where's the real people at right now? Come on, I said, where's the real people at right now? You, you know, you in church, you can't lie, just be real. I said, just be real. Every time you think that your marriage is just right, then something else comes. When you think you've got your children under control, something else happens. Come on, speak to somebody. You think you've got a little bit of savings and then the child gets sick. But Jacob said, I'm tired. I have promises. God says he's going to bless me. How many of you have got promises that God says he's going to bless you? Come on, lift your hands. Way up. You receive prophetic words and you still wait for it to come into fulfillment. Lift your hands quickly. 
There's a reason I'm telling you this. Jacob also knew this is what God told me. God said he's going to bless me, bless my children. I'm not going to go out by the way of man. But now, my soul is crushed. There is a promise for me. But I'm going to fight God himself. I'm going to wrestle him until he changes everything. Because I'm not leaving Faith City this morning without an uncommon miracle. I'm not leaving this place with a supernatural breakthrough. Let me just help you, your faith. I preached in Cape Town the one day. And the, the Lord spoke to me on breakthrough. And I preached on breakthrough. And the Lord said to me, there's somebody here right now. They need a miracle financially. Say it. And I said, there's somebody in this building. You need a miracle financially. And right as I said it. And I heard people shouting, shouting, shouting. And I, the Lord said to me, some of them don't believe you. And I said, some of you don't believe me. Church was quiet like now. Quiet. The Lord says, tell that man, switch on his, your cell phone. There will be proof that I'm God. I said, sir, you in the back. I believe God for a miracle. Switch on your cell phone. Let's see whose God is alive. He switched on his cell phone. I heard, did it. He jumped from the back. He ran to the front. He picked me up. Turned me around. He literally turned me around. I thought, yeah, this is it. Now it's a party. <laughs> Pulled out his phone. He says, look at this. I just got my miracle. And by the way, it was a preacher who needed to shut down his church because he did not have money. When I declared the word of God, God restored his finances. My goodness gracious, why? Because God answers a man that prevails. It's a different prayer list. This is not just a, Lord, thank you for my money today. Amen. It's a dig deep from a spirit man that has been crushed. And you've got no way out but for God to bless you. And do you know what? It's a fight. It's a wrestle. It's not just easy. But the minute you make up your mind that I'm not going to bed, I'm not leaving this place. Come on, I'm not eating. I'm not going to go to the next thing. Not until I feel him. I feel him answer me. I feel him dislocating my hip. Woo! Are you listening to me? This is not just another prayer. This is not just another prayer session. This is a, an agony. This is something that unless God answers me, I refuse to go. I'm speaking to a couple of people here. How many of you say, that's me? You're speaking to me. I don't want to let him go. I need to know my next. And in order for me to know my next, I need to travail with God. I need to wrestle with him. Because I've made up my mind. He said he'll bless me and my children's children. I don't see that right now. I see defeat. I see pain. But thank God before I leave this place. I said, thank God before I leave this place. He's going to incline his ear and hear. If I can get people to understand, it's not just the preacher's job to pray. It's your job to seek the face of God. It's your job. If you sick, if you, if you it come to a point in your life, you struggle to get a, a job. Do you know what you need to do? Stop sending out your CV and get on your knees and travail. Travail. Because people say, I've sent out CV so much and there's no breakthrough. The reason why there's no breakthrough is because you refuse to wrestle with God. You refuse to get down and dirty. Woo! People look at you and say, ha, ah, it's wonderful. They don't understand the travailing part of it all. 
where your soul is crushed. Sometimes when I pray and I'm travailing, you know, my flesh man says, your children will think something is bad is wrong. Because this guy is not crying. His spirit is crying. His soul is in anguish. Why do you think the Bible says that the night when Jesus was in Gethsemane, the Bible says he became so stressful. The scripture says this. His soul became so sorrowful, even unto death, that he started praying and his sweat became blood. That's travailing. That's not just praying. The reason why Jacob said, he said, I, I made up my mind. Yes, God has a promise for me. Yes, his word does say this. But I, I am seeing death. I am seeing they want to come and kill me. They want to take my family. Come on. I see my children is far off. But I had a word. Oh, somebody. I had a word that God says he's bringing my family into the kingdom of God. But I don't see it right now. Come on. God has promised me that he'll bless my business. I don't, I don't see that word right now coming fulfillment. It's not because God is lying. It's the only thing that God says, I want you to start to travail. I want you to wrestle with me. Come on. I want you to take me at my word. Because sometimes when you push through, God says, this man is willing to wrestle. And the Bible says this. Read about it. He says, Jacob prevailed with God and with man. When Jacob left that scene, he went and met Esau. But he was not afraid this time. Because I just come from a fight with God. I just wrestled the king of the universe. If I can wrestle with God, I can stand before any man. This is why when Absol calls you, you don't have to worry. If you've prevailed with God... You can stand in Absa like you own Absa. Come on, you can walk in there and act like a big shot. Because if you've prevailed with God, you'll prevail with man. Come on, somebody shout. So the Bible says that he wrestled with him. And so according to the scripture, the angel of the Lord, which is Jesus, said to him, you have to leave me. Because it's almost daybreak. And the, let me just help you understand. It's not because Jesus could not stand when the sun is shining. What Jesus was doing, two things, testing him. How much, how much do you desire the breakthrough? Number two, Jacob's got duties. Okay, you have to wake up tomorrow morning, go to work. Right? That's your duties. So the Lord said to him, hey, it's almost time to get up for work. Who cares about work, Lord? I'm not going to work. Not until you have touched me. Not until you've blessed me. And you know what? He refused to let God go. Now, I, I like to think about this. Say a million people prayed at once. At that time, Jesus shows up at Jacob. No, you didn't hear me. Imagine a million people right now is praying. But God says to him, this morning, I'm coming to Irvine. Imagine that. He skips every single one in this church. And he grabs a hold of Irvine and he says, I'm, how much do you want it? How long have you prayed and waited for your miracle to come to pass? Come on, I'm asking somebody, how long did you wait? Now this moment, I'm not going to let it pass by. There's a word, there's a promise for me. But now it needs to come in fulfillment. And it's going to come when I travail. So the Bible says, the Lord dislocated his hip. And he walked with a limp up to the day that he died. Did you know that? And I like what Jacob asked him. What is your name? 
He knows this is God. But I want to know, who can I ascribe this breakthrough to? <laughs> because he's not just God. He's called Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Tikkuni. Jehovah Rofeka. Come on, Jehovah Shalom. Come on, the great I am. Wonderful counselor. Am I speaking to somebody? God says, don't worry about my name. He says, I've got it. I'll call this place Benil because I've seen God face to face and I've not died. You see, every time that you've wrestled with God, you come into the position where you travail. And again, I'm telling you this, this is not, Lord, I don't know what to pray. If you hear me, my name is Pete. I live in number two, Partle Street. That's not prevailing. It's not travailing. If you travail, you prevail. So in other words, let me explain something to you. I can tell you this is a fact because I've seen this in my own life. There's times that I need a miracle that I know, that I know, that I know. It's not a miracle that can wait for another year. I need a suddenly of God. So I've realized that He is the God of the suddenlies. I've established that. Come on in here where the fight goes on. I've established that He's the God of the suddenlies. There's no doubt in me that He's the God of the suddenlies. There's no doubt that I, I, I understand completely His will for my life. Completely. Nobody, I never have to go to God and say, Lord, if it be thy will. I understand this will because I know His word. So in other words, if there's a promise for me and I have not seen that promise, it means that I need to travail. This means that I have to go back to that place where Jacob was. Where Jacob said, I'm fed up of being labeled. I don't want to be called a deceiver no more. I don't want to be known as the family that's far away from God. Come on, I don't want to be known as the least in my family no more. I want to be called a man of faith, a woman of God. Come on, I want to be known as when I pray that God hears me. And the Lord said to him, what's your name? Don't you think that God knows his name? He knows exactly what his name is. But he want, God wanted him to acknowledge with his own mouth that I'm just a deceiver, Lord. I'm nothing without you. And the Lord said to him, from now on you will no longer be called Jacob. I'll call you Israel. And the nation has been birthed because one man travailed with God. I think this is what needs to happen in the nation of South Africa. We need to travail before God so that God can rebirth this nation. Are you listening to me? We have to come to a point in our churches in this nation where we don't have five steps to this and ten steps to that. We have to call on the name of the Lord our God and travail and seek His face. And that will happen when we weep again in the presence of God. I'm not just saying weeping and shed a tear. I'm talking to you about your spirit man cries to a loving God. That's when He hears. That's what Jacob did. That's what Paul says. Paul says, you know God, but now I have to go back to travailing for you. Travailing so that Christ might be fulfilled in you. That Christ might be revealed in you. I'm going to have to go and travail. Now travailing means that agony, that pain, like a woman that's, that has this child and she's about to give birth. But what, when that baby comes, there's such joy that she absolutely forgets about the pain. This is what God wants to do for us, I believe. That God's blessing, when it comes, you'll forget about the pain that you've been through. Oh, come on, somebody. You'll, you'll forget about all the hurt, all the shame. Now, I'm going to help you out today. And I'm going to tell you this. If, if two or more agrees. Okay, so in other words, people next to you don't have to believe with you. If you and I can believe together. Now, I believe God can help people out of debt. 
supernaturally. You didn't hear me. I said, God can help people out of debt supernaturally. God can bless your business overnight. No, no, you didn't hear. If two or more agrees, I said, I just need somebody that will be my number two. And so I agree with you. God can, God can touch your physical body supernaturally. He can change your marriage supernaturally. Hallelujah. He can save your children supernaturally. He can bring your family into the kingdom of God supernaturally. Overnight, tomorrow morning you wake up and God said, it is done. How many of you believe that? Don't look to your neighbor right now. Look to the Lord and say, by your word, it shall be established. Woo! I'll travail. It might be painful. It might be sorrowful. But I'm telling you when I'm getting out of this, I will no longer forget about the shame and the pain. I will walk in glory because God has a promise for me. Jacob said to the Lord, Lord, you know, you want me to get killed, but there's a promise. I just need somebody that will get this right now. You're not dying before the promise. It's not going down before the promise. But we have to get our minds ready and say, Lord, again, I, I don't want to save my face. I want to seek your face. And I'm not letting you go. Not until you have blessed me. I'm not letting you go, not until I've got my breakthrough, my victory. And you know, I promise you that when you travail, it's not work. People think that praying is work. Praying is privilege. It's so privileged. Now, there's a couple of things according to the Bible. I'm going to get you out of here before 4 o'clock. I want you to hear, to hear me right now. The Lord said to Joshua, you see Jericho, those walls, the enemy is hiding behind those walls. But I'm going to give you a breakthrough today. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to give you a breakthrough today. Uh, you know, I just prophesied and nobody realized that. Uh, I'm going to give you a breakthrough today. And this is the plan. You're going to take the Ark of Covenant. This is the presence of God. Because you can't fight the fight without the presence of God. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You see, you have to get back to the cliff. When they came for Samson... Where did they find him? In the cleft of the rock. A thousand men came. He took a jawbone of a donkey. He killed a thousand. Why? He just came from the cleft of the rock, meaning the presence of God. So he said to Joshua, this is the answer. You take the presence. Then you take the priests. And you take some worshipers. Do we have some worshipers in this house? And I want them to play in front of the presence. Ooh, I like that. Have you noticed, he says, I don't want just a noise. Because without the presence, it's just a noise. He said, you need the presence, then you need the singers. You need, you need trumpeters. Somebody that knows how to. When I, when I said that, I thought about what Robbie's seven-year-old told me this morning. She said to me and Eileen, she says, she says, Lina, I heard something that sounds like a trumpet. I'm sure Jesus is coming back today. She says, it's a bit stressful. <laughs> she says, but my bags are packed. Now, <laughs> I hear something like a trumpet. So some, they started playing the trumpet, and the Lord said to him, what you do on the first day, you're going to walk around in March, and you just be silent. Nobody shout, nobody do anything. You just play your trumpet and take the presence of God with you. 
He says, and on, on, the, on the sixth day, you're going to walk around again. And, and on the last day, seven days, you're going you're to walk seven times. And tell any, everybody to keep quiet until you instruct them to shout. And when they shout, the walls will tumble down. He didn't say use a weapon of mass destruction. He says, use what I put in you. Get the presence of God. March around your situation, your problem. Come on, somebody. What did God say? On the last day, the walls will fall. That's the promise. Jacob had the promise. You promised you're going to take care of my, my kids. I will be blessed. That's the promise. So you understand that God has already given me the victory. Everybody that sits here under the sound of my voice, God has already given you the victory. But it's something that you need to do. It's called warfare. Travailing. So he says, then you're going to do it. I'm not going to do it for you. Have you noticed God told him, you know, then I'll come down from heaven and I'll make you just sit and drink water and I'll march and shout and everything will happen. No, God did not say that. He says, you do it. When you march, when you shout, something's going to happen. The walls is coming down. Breakthrough will be yours. You'll see the suddenness of God. Come on, you will see, you will see victory is yours. And so the Bible says what they did, they did exactly that. As they marched around the last time, he says, now you shout. And he instructed everybody and started shouting. Now, I, I believe shouting is connected to praise. There's something that happens when you have travailed and you have fight this good fight of faith. But in you, there's something that shouts out, God is good. And his mercies never comes to an end. And bam, the miracle came. The walls fell down and they took the city. Now, people of God, you better hear me. This is how it's going to happen in this building this morning. I believe we're going we're gonna to praise Him. We're going to worship Him. His presence will be in front of us. Come on, we will worship Him. And we will forget about the people around us because I'm not here for the people around me. I'm here. I need an encounter with God. I need Him to do something, breakthrough for me in an instant. My spirit man is going to travail. And then after, I'm going to prevail. How many of you feel something is shifting in the atmosphere? Let me say this to you prophetically. You're about to give birth. I said, you're about to give birth to your greatest miracle, your greatest breakthrough, your greatest blessing. I'm telling you, me and my family, there's some stuff that I'm believing God for. And I'm telling you right now, I believe with all of my heart, He gave me the promise already. I said, He gave me the word already. So in other words, it must come to pass. It must come to pass. So before that comes to pass, we're going to get into a position of travailing. Because I believe then God is going to birth the biggest miracles of our lives. Mark my words, one day soon, very soon, I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to tell you every single prophecy that God prophesied over my life came in fulfillment. Mark my words, because God cannot lie. Okay, let me say that again. When I'm going to call out you, 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 you. You're going to stand and say, God has done it for me because God cannot lie. He promised me. I believe that this coming Sunday there will be testimonies. People will come up and testify about the goodness of God. Look what God has done for me. Look what He has done for my family. And I can say this again. You, you might leave this place and say, Lord, why have the guy next to me got his breakthrough, but I haven't? It's what you put in, it's what you get out. Are you listening to me? If you wait for the preacher to pray, you, you, you're wasting your time. Travailing is you fighting. I can't, you know, I can help pray. When I travail for people, you know, I travail for people's souls. But there's something 
that happens when you connect to God. This is just on a different level. I can't explain it to you. I can ask Justin, please pray for me. Justin can pray for me. That's wonderful. The Bible says pray for one another. But something happens when I pray myself to this living God. Then there's a whole different ball game. You see, you know what you face right now. You know what you believe God for right now. Come on, you believe, you, how many of you know what I'm talking about? You know how far your family is off, or how big of a financial breakthrough you need. You know where your business is right now, your job, your children, your ministry, whatever it is. You know exactly where you are right now. And so God knows that. But there's a fight going on over your soul, over the soul of your children, over your finances. The devil wants to keep you broke and sick. Why is this acquired now? Satan wants to keep you broke and he wants to keep you sick. Because when you are wealthy, you can fund the gospel. When you are healthy, you can enjoy your money. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So there's a fight going on for you. It's a fight going on over your life. There's a wrestle in the heavens that's happening right now over you and your husband, you and your, your wife, you and your children. I always tell people this. When husbands and wives quarrel, they don't realize what's going on. There's a fight going on in the heavenlies over your marriage. And so now what you do is you go to bed angry and Satan won. The Bible says that do not let the, 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 do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Meaning when you're angry, make right before you go to bed. That's what the scripture says. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Now husbands and wives fight about money. So do you know what? You're fighting about an idol. You're an idol worshiper. Because you fight about mammon. Come on, shout somebody. I'm setting you free this morning. I'm helping you. Instead of understanding that there's a fight going on, a wrestle. To rather take your spouse's hand and say, we're going to travail before God. And again, travailing means you dig deep. It's not, bless me, Lord, good night. It's digging deep. It's going the distance that Jacob said, I'm not leaving you. Come on, we have to say, hey guys, you know, it's five o'clock already, you have to go. I'm not going anywhere. If I haven't seen him face to face, unless he has touched me and changed me. And I promise you, when any, any person travails, the Spirit of God helps you to pray. Do you understand this? You don't know what to say. It's a groaning that cannot be uttered. It comes from you, the inner man. From the inner man. And, you know, that's not, nothing to do with sensationalism. It's nothing to do with just feeling. This is deeper. This is woe is me. This is you laying flat on your face in the presence of God because He's your only help, He's your only source, He's the only one that can do it for you. And after travailing, God's going to announce it's time to shout. The walls is coming down and the victory is coming. Uh, I, need, I need some of our band members that can just come up. And I'm going to worship, we're going to worship the Lord quickly. Come on, if you guys are, let's, let's worship the Lord. When we worship God again, please forget about everybody around you. I'm teaching you right now. What are we about to do? And I believe that God's glory is going to invade this house. Touch us in a different, deeper way. Say with me, I'm going to go deeper with the Lord. Come on, say that again. You know, this is why the book of James says that you have to pray fervently. Fervently is not pray for two minutes and it's over. It's, I'm not letting you go, Lord. Even if God says, I'm giving you a limp, that's fine. Rather walk with a limp. I always say, I don't trust people that does not walk with a limp. Because then you're a deceiver. A limp means that you've been through some pain. You've been from some, some anguish. 
But thank God, His mercies has carried you through. So this morning is your morning. Can we stand to our feet and lift our hands to heaven? And I want to ask you right now, please, 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 this is very important. Forget the people around you right now. Absolutely forget about everybody. And lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes. Father, we are here for you. Nothing else matters. We are here to glorify you. We are standing before the Ark of Covenant this morning. As you instructed Joshua to do. The presence of the Lord is here. And we want to stand in front of your presence. And we want to sing to you. We want to worship you. We understand, Lord, that our worship on the earth will not enthrone you in heaven. Because you are already enthroned in heaven. But our worship on the earth will enthrone you in our hearts. And this is what we want to do this morning. We want to come and enthrone you. Come on, lift your hands and enthrone that King of Kings. Say, Lord, I have a need. I have a need of you. And Lord, I've made up my mind. I'm not letting you go. Not until you have blessed me. Not until I've received my heart. So Lord, I'm going to travail with God and with man. And then I will prevail. I'm not letting you go. Not until you have touched me. If you have made up your mind, I'm telling you, then your miracle is coming this morning. So for a minute or two, we're going to just worship God. Come on, let's just worship Him. Just say to him, you are worthy. Come on again, you are worthy. You, you are, are worthy. worthy. 
for the one who meets all of our needs. Jacob said, who are you? You want to develop the character of God. But I call you faithful. I call you righteous. I call you good. I call you wonderful. My healer, my redeemer, my savior, my friend. Omnipotent, omnipresent, soon and coming king. Alpha, Omega, the Lord of everything. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Spirit of God, help your people to ascribe to Him the highest worship this morning. Again, forget about asking anything. Right now, we just adore Him. For two minutes, just for two minutes, just adore Him. Again, not from your head, from your heart. From your heart. We love you, Jesus. Those who's travailing, 
will prevail this morning. If you are too shy for God, you will be too shy for you. If you worry more what people think about you, you have no hope. Can we go into that old hallelujah? still in your seat forget about what people think this is no matter no time to worry what people will think and say I'm not letting him go not until he has healed me you promised Lord that you will bless us bless our children Prevail together, cry out to the Lord.
stop lift those voices lift those voices come on a few more minutes press in prevail and those spirits cry out that's your people <laughs> that mountain will not move unless your mouth moves you have to get your mouth to move for that mountain to move we are not letting you go of the glory of God is the dimension where we receive from Him. It's a place where miracles happen. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. Now the walls are coming down. I see Jericho falling. I see the Jordan split and the mountain move. I want to ask those of you in the front, it's on the floor, can you stand to your feet and lift your hands to heaven? Come on, those of you that's on the floor that can't stand to your feet, stand to your feet, lift your hands to heaven. There's a scripture that says, stand to your feet so that I can speak to you. The Spirit of God is speaking. 
to you right now. Father, I pray that exactly as Joshua saw the miracle of Jericho, that your people in this house, those in your seats, can you stand to your feet and lift your hands to heaven? These people will see Jericho move this morning. Let us have a testimony. As Jacob said, I have wrestled with God and I've prevailed. He says, every eye is closed. You better hear me. As long as you believe that you can do it by yourself, you'll be in this mess. You have to get self out of the way. The self-dependency, get it out of the way. You need Him. Without Him, we are nothing. Without His miracles, we are nothing. Now, Lord, I believe that